is Today in History, November the 3rd. On this day in presidential history in 1936, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt won a landslide election victory over challenger Alfred Alf Landon. And in 1964, President Lyndon B. Johnson soundly defeated Republican Barry Goldwater to win a White House term in his own right. And in 1992, saxophone-playing Democrat Bill Clinton was elected the 42nd President of the United States, defeating President George H.W. Bush. Also on this day in 1957, the Soviet Union launches the first animal into space, a dog aboard the Sputnik 2 spacecraft. Part Siberian husky Laika lived as a stray on the Moscow streets before enlisting into the Soviet space program. Limonchek or Laika and others of the same breed learn like this. They have a pressurized space kennel and they seem to like it. A small automatic camera films their reactions at a height of about 60 miles. It certainly appears that the dogs are reasonably content, even if they don't know what's coming off. The idea is, of course, that if a dog can do it, man should be able to do it too. This dog may well be the forerunner that points the way to journeys to the moon. And who knows? Further still. After several months of training, she survived for several days as a passenger in the USSR's second artificial Earth satellite, kept alive by Purina Dog Chow and a sophisticated life support system with electrodes attached to her body to provide scientists on the ground with important information about the biological effects of space travel. Sadly, she died after the batteries of her life support system ran down. At least a dozen more Russian dogs were launched into space in preparation for the first manned Soviet space mission. And at least five of these dogs died in flight. On April 12, 1961, Soviet cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin became the first human to travel into space aboard the Vostok 1. He orbited Earth once before landing safely in the USSR, all thanks to the Soviet space dogs that preceded him. And on this day in 1948, a newspaper mistakenly declares Dewey as president. On this day in 1948, the Chicago Tribune jumps the gun and mistakenly declares New York Governor Thomas Dewey the winner of the presidential race with Harry Truman. In a front page headline, Dewey defeats Truman. Many of America's major newspapers had predicted a Dewey victory early in the campaign. A New York Times article editorialized that if Truman is nominated, he will be forced to wage the loneliest campaign in recent history. Perhaps not surprisingly then, Truman chose not to use the press as a vehicle for getting his message across. Instead, in July 1948, he embarked on an ambitious 22,000-mile whistle-stop railroad tour. The crowds could be heard yelling, give him hell, Harry, and it didn't take long for the phrase to catch on and become Truman's unofficial campaign slogan. Also on this day in 1976, Carrie creeps out audiences. Stop it, Mama! <laughs> Stop hurting yourself, Mama! <laughs> He's gonna laugh at you. No. They're all gonna the horror film starring Sissy Spacek and based on Stephen King's 1974 best-selling novel opens in theaters around the United States. Directed by Brian De Palma, the film tells the story of a high school outcast, Carrie White, who uses her telekinetic powers to exact a violent revenge on teenage tormentors on prom night. And on this day in 1998, Dabati is elected governor of Minnesota. Weighing 271 pounds, Jesse the Body Ventura. 
professional wrestler Jesse The Body Ventura is elected governor of Minnesota with 37% of the vote. His opponents, seasoned politicians, Hubert Humphrey III, son of Lyndon Johnson's vice president and attorney general of Minnesota, and St. Paul Mayor Norm Coleman, spend $4.3 million on their campaigns. Ventura, meanwhile, the Reform Party candidate, spends $250,000, money he raised by selling $22 t-shirts and accepting $50 donations from his supporters. Now it's 1998, and the American dream lives on in Minnesota, because we shocked the world! His only political experience had been his years as mayor of Brooklyn Park, a suburb of Minneapolis, but his laid-back, straight-talking, libertarian approach to politics resonated with many Minnesotans, especially young men who had never voted before. I voted for the body because he was the most honest, one young constituent told reporters. If he doesn't know something, he doesn't know. During his wrestling career, the body had always been the bad guy. All you women out there, you stop and think for a minute. You take a look at that fat, pot-bellied dude sitting next to you, eating pretzels and drinking beer, and take a look at Jesse the body in real life coming into your screen. Wait a minute, Jesse, really? That's definitely going to cause some family turmoil. He wore tie-dye outfits, feather boas, and garish sunglasses as he loudly and profanely heckled his opponents. The body was shamelessly dishonest. His motto was win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat. Ventura used some of his character's familiar flamboyance in his gubernatorial campaign. In one ad, he wore a pair of gym shorts and sat contemplatively emulating Rodin's The Thinker while opera played in the background. In another, a Jesse Ventura action figure, cobbled together from existing dolls that a staffer found in a store, had the body of Batman and the head of World War II General Omar Bradley trounced evil special interest man. But when he got elected, he promised to take the job seriously. I don't want to cheapen the office, he said. I'm not about to turn it into some dog and pony show. Populist elections, the first in the history of the United States with the body, the governator, and now Donald Trump began. November the 3rd, 1998, as the body is elected in Minnesota on this day in history. I got the body. I got the body.